glaring synthwave music blared onto the streets. The little bit of sky that can be seen between the spires of the city skyline looks like the color of television. The tavern's metal door is pushed open with a junky clunk. It reveals a blinding dark neon interior, fueling the Dorpsville Chromers. Here, two Jumbas sat. The bartender top up their choo-choos as they continue their convo. So, uh, we got synth flaring, we got techno blasting, and uh, it's time to join the net. <laughs> Welcome to the Denari Tavern, everyone. Uh, today, we are talking about cyberpunk, uh, and, and and joining with us is Kevin. Uh, Kevin recently run a cyberpunk red game for us, and uh, we... Strangely, a mystery game coming from the one of the most uh, action-loving players that I know. Um, so, uh, Kevin, welcome to the podcast, and uh, let's talk cyberpunk. Okay, thank you for having me here. It's been a while. I think I was yeah. in the very first episode of the podcast, and then I just kind of dropped off the face of the map. Then I just resurfaced. <laughs> You're on episode. It's like it's like six. <laughs> You're on episode Jesus. six. So that's like I, <laughs> resurf I resurfaced five five episodes later. It's like that one annoying pimple just underneath your skin, just like yeah. <laughs> You're never getting rid of me. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, cyberpunk. Oh shit. Okay. Full disclaimer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still trying to get into like the whole idea and the themes of cyberpunk. So take mm -hmm. what I say. Take what we say with a healthy grain of salt because it may yep. may not be correct i just yep. want to put full disclaimer this is not a guide not the definitive guide on cyberpunk i think there's mm -hmm. way more other videos that can explain what we're saying better and mm -hmm. you yourself you know you the listener can all come to your own conclusions on how to uh what's a cyberpunk theme like what are the themes and what you want to do da, 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 da. right mm -hmm. so and uh, my basis right now is just the it's just cyberpunk, the tabletop RPG, mm -hmm. uh, which is set in Night City, which is mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in California. <laughs> it's just like the L it's Night yeah. City is basically like the L.A. of like uh, L.A. of the cyberpunk universe. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To get to get started, I have to thank the anime edge runners for actually uh, yeah. getting mm -hmm. getting me to take a look at cyberpunk like the genre as a whole because before then mm -hmm. i'm not really i wasn't really the biggest fan of cyberpunk believe it or not mm -hmm. like everybody in their uh, I, I was in art college and everybody in their mothers is doing cyberpunk cyberpunk this cyberpunk that cyberpunk this <laughs> Ooh, look glowing lights neon blah, 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 blah. i'm like what the f i'm just, I, I just it, it, it's it just oversaturated like everything and i'm i, I just got really tired and I didn't want anything to do with like um, cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I was backwards. I was backwards. I was old fashioned. I was really into his history. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into history. Uh, You're going to medieval knights, art. <laughs> yeah, knights. Uh, you know, the, like knights in shining armor and samurai and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. uh, we've seen your art, like like even your recent art, like with Nobu, is completely like a Ronin type of wandering hermit style. And like then when you told me like hey guys I want to play let's play Cyberpunk Red and like that's new <laughs> that's completely new and I I think you taught you told us to like let's try Cyberpunk Red but mm -hmm. you really got into it after Age Runners right yes yes I I was I was toying with the idea of like you know what I I, I say I don't like Cyberpunk but mm -hmm. granted I I also have to thank Cyberpunk 2077 in a way mm -hmm. of getting me interested. Mm -hmm. into the whole cyberpunk theme mm -hmm. and it was because of that, that that i wanted to run like cyberpunk red and mm -hmm. i was watching videos about it like like all the how, how do you create characters and all that stuff and uh that's yeah that's how i that's how i started but then after a while i just kind of like it, it just kind of died off a little mm -hmm. bit you know i was still really into medieval fantasy or mm -hmm. like basically any historical fantasy that mm -hmm. that sort of that sort of thing dragons knights ships pirates you know zombies mm -hmm. whatever right Got into Call of Cthulhu, which also kind of sort of reignited that cyberpunk theme. Well, in a sense of that, it's still somewhat grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, but Call of Cthulhu is just a little too slow for me sometimes. 
and, and if, I know. If, that's what I signed up for. I know. And it was great. It was great the first, like, uh, first, like, I guess, eight, ten. No, uh, I didn't even no, play that long. I, I think I the, no, no, you did, you did play uh, ten episodes in total. Uh, Eleven yeah. episodes in total. You did play 11 episodes in total. Yeah, so I think it was uh, around eight episodes where I was like, okay, my, my interest is pretty I good. Think, like, I, I think it comes from you as a player. It was like, Cyberpunk, uh, I, I, I was going to ask what, what uh, you, you got drawn into Cyberpunk through Age Runner, which is a really good uh, a Netflix series with, with a great story and, and a lot of like, uh, uh, elements that makes up what cyberpunk uh, constitutionally is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can also understand how you enjoy because like, we we talk about this before how you are a very action oriented type of player, or as mm-hmm. even as a game master as well. You you love high octane action as you moving forward. Mm-hmm. For the COC one, the first five episodes were like your your cup of tea because it was very pulpy. It was a slasher based kind of story, right? Mm-hmm. There's a slasher run, chasing after you guys, stalking you, and you mm-hmm. guys are trying to fight against it. So it was, mm-hmm. it was uh, unlike the later uh, episodes where the conspiracy is like just overblown. But I think for Cyberpunk as well, the what speak to you as a storyteller that you want to like jump into cyberpunk red and and from uh from just watching h runner yeah mm, okay okay so i would uh i think it was in the book cyberpunk red i don't know which page it was or was mm. it 2020 because i did also read 2020 a bit mm-hmm. i realized it got too crunchy so i went back to red uh, <laughs> oh my god 2020 is super crunchy man it's like... it's, it is very crunchy we'll come back to crunchiness because i think i've come to a realization and mm-hmm. I've come to a realization after I like read through Red and a little bit of 2020. Uh, I'll get back to the crunchy bit like near the end maybe. But there, there was a there was one line that says style over substance. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't matter what you do so long as you look cool while doing mm-hmm. it. And it's all about the uh, sorry. Even if you fail, you have to make sure it you want it to happen that way. You know. Like mm-hmm. you fumbling is just all part of your plan, even though you technically kind of just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, bombed you it, right? It up. <laughs> you yeah, it yeah, up. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's the idea that I that's the idea that really intrigued me. It's like really, yeah, style over substance. And when I say style over substance, I mean it's just this, there's a sub, there's a bit of substance there. All, all, there's a bit of substance there, but the style just kind of like overtakes it, right? And mm-hmm. that really speaks to me, like as as again as a DM, I like I like fast paced, high octane games as as much mm-hmm. as I as much as I can. But there's with tabletop, there's a level of high octane you can't get in, mm-hmm. let's say, a video game, for example, because everything's automated for you, right? And we're not super comp- and my players, and I am not a super computer that can crunch numbers, roll all these dice, like, blah, 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 you know? Uh, mm. So there's a level, and when I say fast pace, I think it means high tension games, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. High tension games. I like high tension games. A lot of things going uh, right, a lot of things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Or rather, let me rephrase that, like, a lot of things can go right, but one small thing can just alter the dynamic of everything, and now everybody's, mm-hmm. like, thrown in for a loop. You know, mm-hmm. that th- those types of games is what I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what really draw, drew me to cyberpunk mm-hmm. uh, as a genre. It's like, oh, you, it's, it's really just these cool dudes with mm-hmm. big weapons, like going out against the man, the, the, corpora- the corporations and getting yeah. what's theirs, mm-hmm. right? That's what really like attracted to me. The, the, the attitude, yeah, that style and the attitude specifically is what, what, what I tried, what I wanted to capture, yeah. For me, I came from a more of a lit- literature and like film background, right? Uh, I, I, well, not not background. It's like I'm working in that type of thing. It's just mm-hmm. I, I'm very passionate about reading and watching movies. And like, I think I watched Akira when I was like 19, and then Ghost of the Shell right after that because like I got recommended those two animes, mm-hmm. and uh, I come from that. And then I think I watched Blade Runner back in 2013. So that's that's where my cyberpunk aesthetic comes from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and for, for me, most most of the time, cyberpunk is about rebellion. It's about mm-hmm. it's about like like you said, like giving it to the man, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the idea of running a story 
in a cyberpunk setting, uh, what makes it a cyberpunk setting? What what constitutes、mm. a cyberpunk setting for you? Okay, I think for one, and it's dope. It, it, it I think for me, there's some hallmarks of a cyberpunk story. Obviously, like not every cyberpunk story must have this. You know, you could have some elements of it. Yeah. But the idea that I get is that is a dystopian is a dystopian future. It's bleak. It's bleak. It's run by mega corporations. Okay. And it's run by mega corporations and hyper consumerism. That those are some those are some elements, of course. And of course, you can't forget the cyber part of the punk, which is like cybernetics, ah,、uh, sci-fi technology, AI, and. I, I I just found I just got this idea from like、uh, watching some of the twenty seventy seven thing transhumanism. It's like going、mm. being beyond human essentially.、Mm-hmm. It's like it's like kind of like giving up your humanity so that you can be much more. Than, yeah, yeah. You know, than than being human, and of course, noir is also a good good thing. And here's the thing: when I say.、Uh, I, I know I'm keep saying style over substance, but you could easily run a noir like camp like campaign in cyberpunk, something very dark,、mm-hmm. moody, bleak. There's the、uh, you know the rampant consumerism, the disparity between the rich and the poor, the mega corporations like ruling just about everything.、Mm-hmm. But you can、yeah. still run a noir、uh, campaign in a cyberpunk setting.、Mm-hmm. You know, like think your Blade Runners, like you said, Blade Runners, like Ghost in the Shell is somewhat a, a, a Uh, is is kind of a a noir if you really think about it. There's it's, it's, action, it's a yes. Noir trans、mm-hmm. uh, trans.、Uh, it, it talks about transhumanism, which、mm-hmm. is like basically you let go. The ghosts are basically just spirits that are yeah, consciousness yeah, yeah. transferred to、mm-hmm. each shell. So yeah, the, the idea of transhumanism uh, transhumanism uh, is very apparent in there as well.、Mm, of、uh, course, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think it, it is a little bit surprising because for me, I do see like when when I when I see Edge Runners, when I see Twenty Seventy Seven, they're very fast paced. Like it, it's more akin to something along the lines of Matrix、mm-hmm. rather than Blade Runner, which is what started the whole shit, right? What、mm-hmm. started the whole genre because the Blade Runner, we still see a lot of Blade Runners aesthetics in today's、um, cyberpunk stuff, like. Uh, Ultra Cop Carbon, for example.、Mm, Ultra, Carbon, Ultra Carbon, yeah. Shadow、uh, Run. Shadow Shadow Run. Shadow Run is,、um, if you guys are not familiar, is is this combination of D and D,、uh, fantasy and cybernetics <laughs> combined. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.、Uh, so you have wizards that are that are dealing、uh, spell chips、uh, in 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 the、mm, corner. True. And, true. Yeah. And I believe there were like goblins,、uh, goblin gangs. Oh,、uh, there were. With... They, you got your class. You got your classic like D and D races. Your dwarves, your ha- your elves,、mm-hmm. and I think trolls. No trolls. orcs. And then there's a troll. And I think trolls are like a big part of like uh,、mm-hmm. uh, Shadowrun. Yeah. You as a, you as a, you as a DM is very focused on like running things very explosively, very stylistically, making it very cinematic, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, how do you how do you try to run that? Because we've run one game so far. We've run、mm-hmm. one game so far, and we have seen a very、um, how do I put 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 this? An explosive encounter would be the easiest way to say.、Mm-hmm. Uh, just for context,、uh, we were trying to plant a bug in in these you know when、mm-hmm. these corporate executives come to our neighborhood, maybe spy on us. We don't know what's happening, so we're gonna spy on it, and.、Uh, Things go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> things things went horribly wrong. <laughs> one of us actually dro-、uh, dropped from、mm-hmm. uh, a three-story building and got splat, died instantly. So、mm-hmm. so flatline. That would be the way to say it. Got yeah, he、line. got he got flatline, zeroed. He went ghost. You know, like I, okay, granted, like some of these things that I'm saying, it's like not part of the official street slang from cyberpunk. But I feel like you can still technically make the connection, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. He, he it's an zero, urban environment. You know? yeah, yeah, it's an urban environment, and I think that's also the a main draw, a main strength of like、mm-hmm. uh, cyberpunk. It's like because it has some basis in reality, you can kind of、mm-hmm. pull, like it can be as, it can be as real to to real, it can be as close to reality or as a little more far fetched as reality as you wanted, but there、mm-hmm. is still some grounding in it. Because in fantasy, right, you. Don't you ever have those moments where you're just like, 
how do I translate some like 21st century slang to like a medieval setting? You know, like <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe the maybe like maybe like some people just do away with it. But sometimes for me, I'm like, and with the players that I play with, I'm just like. Hmm, how do I say? What's the equivalent of a dude in like medieval setting? My, <laughs> you know, I have to like kind of like stop myself. Like, wait, 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 I can't. Wait, wait, hold on. I can't say dude because that's that's not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, 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 say that to my uh, drunken uh, drunken monk monk bo- uh, monk uh, who drunken mm-hmm. his monk who's like who does speaks like uh, Big Lebrowski <laughs> in the uh. game <laughs> uh, in the game of Storm King Thunder. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so I, I, I think the the idea of cyberpunk. What really uh, excites me about is that it's it asks a lot of questions about what makes what what are the lands you would do to be to be relevant in a world uh, where you're not relevant. You know, mm-hmm. well, fantasy is always about becoming. I think I think that's the main difference uh, uh, for fantasy and cyberpunk. Like fantasy is you, it's about you becoming a hero, about you saving the world, about you mm-hmm. uh, fighting the dragon and 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 being cheered and getting a medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are so many ways to tell a story, but fantasy is a mm-hmm. basis of that, right? Like to explore that, to explore the mystic and the wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. While cyberpunk. It's about surviving. It's about surviving, and it's about like showing up, and and mm-hmm. and taking your place, yeah. taking your place in this world where mm-hmm. so much forces are just trying to shove you down the gutter. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, and uh, how uh, from from me why uh, from for me I, I see that uh, this speaks a lot to me in terms of like. Uh, making a character that is going to help people or fight people, or is it going mm-hmm. to ju- just be more chaotically neutral, right? Um, mm. What do you think uh, for players who are trying to make characters in these worlds? What do you think the approach will be different from compared to an approach to fantasy character creation? I think you mm-hmm. had more leeway to be a messed up character in Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. or a little more as you said, chaotic neutral, because, mm, how do I say this? Altruism is not too common in the dark future. Let's just put it that way. Like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. like, obviously, there are good people. But let's be honest, like, when you, ha- when you have a dystopian, uh, like, sort of society, where mm-hmm. everybody's out, outdoing everybody, like, trying to put one under, like, put one under the bus so they can get to the top, it's ruthless. So you're going to have to be a little ruthless. So you have a little more leeway to be messed up, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can justify it however you want. Maybe you could play, okay, maybe, like, uh, maybe not be a complete psychopath, but, like, you, you can be like, I am a psychopath only because <laughs> I, need, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm weak and get people mm-hmm. to run over me, right? So I need to mm-hmm. show, like, hey, I, I can mess you guys up. So don't even try like to 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 pull one on me, you know that that sort of thing. And it's, it's uh, like an in- insect, basically like mm-hmm. showing huge eyes on their wings to scare predators away, yeah, kind of situation. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you get a lot more leeway to play more, like I guess, down to earth. Re- I want to say real, but it's like more logical people, you know, like mm-hmm. like good and bad has been kind of like. I was like, there is blurred at this point, right? So it's I, up to your character's judgment to figure out like what is good, what is right. Yeah, you know? I, I think and, I think that is true. Like, uh, because I I was playing, I think uh, I was playing a character, a fixer, a fixer class, uh, uh, as a whole, uh, and his name was Roach, and uh, in your game, and in this world, being an altruistic person is actually an evil, because by being altruistic, you're actually harming the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically like you have to get your hands a little dirty to maintain mm-hmm. peace. It's like, mm-hmm. um, especially from in a lawless town like uh, the combat zone in Cyberpunk. And by the way, Cyberpunk is Cyberpunk has these different zones where it's like corporate owned, which is like your you know your sur- not say suburban areas, but like your what do I say law enforced? You know, everybody's like doing law, like they're all law abiding citizens there. That's that's fine. Moderates are kind of like the uh, 
the you know, middle class that are not the that middle protected. class. Yeah, but not still... that protected, but still, there's some you know areas. Combat zones is the wild, wild west. It's like there is no such thing as law enforcement. The only law you get is at like the bottom of the barrel, essentially. Mm, you know, yeah. you you get your own. You make you you do what you have to to get what's yours, essentially. That's that's the whole part of the combat zone. And yeah, in in that environment, you can't really be altruistic because some people will just take advantage of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there are mm-hmm. opportunists like that. So, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that you kind of have to show off a little bit of, like, you know, you got to get your hands a little dirty to show that, oh, you are capable of mm-hmm. bad things if we cross you. So people are less likely to, you know, less likely to mess with you. And then another thing is like uh, the idea of transhumanism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you implement that into? Because like in fantasy, transhumanism, like basically you're you're already transcending humanity by having magic, and like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to achieve godhood thanks to my cleric, uh, my 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 domain god, and mm-hmm. it's treated as more of a a thing that you should achieve, right? Because like, mm-hmm. the system is built to make you think. That being getting more powerful, transcending humanity is always better. Mm-hmm. While in cyberpunk, we have cyberpsychosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, transcending humanity mm-hmm. has its drawbacks. Yeah, it has. It, I, th- I think you're underplaying it by calling it drawbacks. <laughs> it's because <it's, laughs> if any one of you have watched Edge Runners, that is the main conflict that the the protagonist has to face as he's as he goes in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, so don't worry about that part. But back to playing in a cyberpunk world as a character, you created your character that is okay to do get your his uh, hands dirty. Uh, that is uh, that understand that the world is not black and white, right? Especially for you mm-hmm. to survive when the odds are stacked against you. Mm-hmm. What do you do in a world where technology is moving so fast that? If you think about getting stronger means that you hitting the gym uh, six days a week and, and spending like six years to get stronger mm-hmm. or go to the nearest Reaper dock and get a fucking cyberware. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense, doesn't it? And also, we're, this is on the assumption because, again, this is like a more meta metagaming thing. Your characters are going to be in danger. Mm-hmm. So it would make no sense why you would go in with a fleshy body and sure some you know armor yeah sure but it's like it wouldn't make no sense like why you wouldn't like get something that will enhance you and that's the draw and that's the and that's where Lee, like sort of the downfall starts when you realize hey that fancy eye that I got that let me see in like eight hundred times like telescope uh, you know with telescopic visions very clear uh clear quality I can like snipe a guy. With mm-hmm. just a rifle from whatever, whatever yards, right? And uh, that's like really cool. But then the it's it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those like oh that that high of like oh I got something new and it made like my life so much so much better. But then as times goes on, you realize, huh? Why not get another eye? And while I'm at it, why why not just put like why why not just put some filters in my nose so that I can go through like toxic gases and I won't get like effect. And that's really the okay. Well, this that's really like the start of the whole cyber psychosis, where you willingly give up pieces of your meat body, essentially, so that you can mm-hmm. get cybernetics. But the the benefits are really good if you think about it, right? It's like wow, yeah. I can I don't need binoculars. I can just look and I'll see like whatever telescopic, you know, whatever thing, and it would clip full clarity. And like, oh, I can get these new legs that makes me jump like, uh, I don't know, really freaking high, you know, mm-hmm. um, or like I can just get myself a body and mm-hmm. then I can be able to lift like XXX number of tons or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's really the whole start. And before you know it, you start to, I guess, like it start to mess with your head a lot more where you're like, no, I need to remove more and I need to remove more parts of my body, get more cybernetics. And that's really like. The basic it, like, concept. It's like your mind, your consciousness mm-hmm. is no longer able to keep up with this body that is utterly mortif- mortified to a point where it it's not adapting quick enough. I, I can mm. sort of see that happening because like, in, even in real life, right, when we go through certain level of changes mm-hmm. uh, very quickly, 
our our minds cannot adapt. We take we need time to settle down. We need time mm-hmm. to adapt to the situation. Mm-hmm. But if your body is going to get like very simply just by thinking in terms of strength, right? Just by body mass strength. If your body is going to get stronger, let's say twelve times more than quite under you are now, would your mind be able to control that strength? I think that's mm. that that is that is explored more in terms of psychosis. Psychosis, like when you said like that. Uh, oh, uh, I can see so much clearer now if I if I look at that way. Uh, but combine that ability with something, uh, another modification you put into your heart, or another modification you put into your legs, or uh, anything that you are basically sacrificing your part of humanity into your body parts, into the cybernetic parts, making sure that you are able to keep up with the challenges mm-hmm. in doing so you are creating a body that, that your mind cannot keep up yeah yeah so so in, in that regards in that regards how do you think a player should role play that that that's a very big concept that mm-hmm. uh that can be strange to us mm-hmm. or or even not strange because we have social media these days and that is basically what's very similar to what cyberpsychosis is at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how can you play that? Um, mm-hmm. The best way I found, and uh, no, n- not to say the best way, it's like an alternative way we could role play that is just like you planting cybernetics is uh, an accelerant to already mm-hmm. existing mental trauma that you have. Mm-hmm. Because there is all, there is, um, how to say it? In Night City, they're they're known to be like cyber psychos that kill people on site. They're usually ex-military, ex-mercenaries that got cybered up for like a past war and then they got thrown mm-hmm. out and they didn't get the proper treatment. And it really messed with their like already existing trauma. So yeah. where you so you can role play like you start to get hallucinations, like you start to see things that uh, that you once experienced, but now they're like in the present and you can't differentiate reality from hallucinations right and you know depending on the trauma let's say depending on the trauma you might end up start you know you might end up hurting somebody albeit by accident or by choice right so that that's one way it's like you know the 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 cybernetics really like sort of mess with your head that's one sort of way right uh that to to do that i that's what i did with uh one of our characters in the one shot where it's like um uh a little gruesome but what happened was one of the player characters died uh he fell off he fell off a three-story building crack his uh he he just died like he 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 died and uh the, the 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 other player character pepperbox this um tech who already has a very low empathy score uh to begin with lost humanity because he had she saw her friend just like hit the had, hit the asphalt and just died right and just mm-hmm. died right there but for her because she she lost her humanity points so low i i i made it so that oh by the way when you when you like step away from the ledge to compose yourself do you know that after image you know that really strong after image sometimes you get on your and she has one left cyber eye. Like oh, that yeah, she, has a, she has a cybernetic optic. Uh, yeah, she has a cybernetic true. eye. Right. Remember that. Imagine those little after image sometimes you see when you like exposed to bright light. Yeah, yeah. The, the after image in somewhat clear clarity of his dead body is still stuck in that left eye. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times you blink, you refresh it, it won't go away. It's mm-hmm. like that annoying. It's like the annoying little Windows update thing, right? And when you try to get rid of it, <laughs> the imprint of its fucking like uh, text box is just ingrained onto that fucking uh... LED screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, LED screen. You're just like, what? Okay, well, go I mean, away. That's... get the go, well, go yeah, away. exactly, right? Yeah, and and of course, I decided to mess with her a little bit more and say like that cyber audio suite that you had installed. You you can hear the very bone, cr- the bone chilling crack as the body hit the asphalt. Yeah, um, she, she was wearing just, a bug. She was wearing a bug. Yeah, as well, and she was wearing okay. a bug as well. So it's like she can hear that, and it's very clear. It's looping, but to the rest of you, but to the rest, uh, to the others, it's like you you just witness your friend die, and you're like <sighs> tired, and you don't hear anything other than like a bunch of grunts from the other side of the the building. This is like smoke, smoke. 
Wait, a uh, hostile, hostile lost is the you know and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I like begin sort of like, or rather mm-hmm. not be. Uh, that's how I give prompts to the player, mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what's happening right now. So you can like role play it however you want, and uh, she she mm-hmm. did role play it pretty nice. Yeah, she's like yeah. questioning like, hey, do you guys hear that? Like, I keep hearing like a bone cracking noise like in loop. And mm-hmm. you, you, you as the character is just like really at this time, <laughs> really <Yeah>. now. <laughs> because we are getting shot by three solos, and in terms of this world, these solos, uh, just to make it very clear, we shot one of them right in the head with a shotgun, and they—it was a minor inconvenience for them. It was a minor. It hurt him, but it—he's. He's still in the he's still in the game and he's yeah. just a little like annoyed like what the fuck like <laughs> for for us that would have been like a complete death flatline situation and, yeah. and 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 this also brings me to one more thing so like uh so we talk about like role playing and, and prompting the players uh one of the things I find very difficult as a game master is to help players. Uh, meld into the setting, right? For mm-hmm. a person who have never watched fantasy, there are people like that, right? So a person mm-hmm. who have never watched fantasy, uh, who doesn't know what a goblin is, who doesn't know what an orc is, who doesn't know what, mm-hmm. like, oh, a spell is cast, and, and there's a fireball shooting out of your hand. And there, there's, a, there's a difficulty for people to uh, comprehend the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Cyberpunk is, uh, I think for uh, Val, who was who was playing the, uh, that uh, Techies uh, Pepper Box mm-hmm. uh, in our cyber, Cyberpunk game, that wasn't familiar with the cyberpunk genre as mm. we are. How do you help new players to the setting be more fluent in the jargon, okay. be more fluent in the world, okay. right? Okay, okay. Here's the thing. This is my this is my philosophy. If mm-hmm. you want to ease somebody into a genre, do mm-hmm. not start by telling them this big expository dialogue of like there are mega corporations and there are all these cybernetics and there's all these no don't do that start small mm-hmm. as in if a person cannot comprehend that there are people who mm-hmm. see leds from mm-hmm. their eyes let that let it be known to them that that is a thing that is possible start small scale mm-hmm. don't come in with like there is a triple grenade launcher that can shoot, but only if you implant it to this little cybernetic at the back of your head. Oh, which, by the way, you can get it for like da 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 da. You're just gonna confuse the shit out of them. Okay, maybe yeah. some people are more uh, attuned to that, right? So it's fine. But if you really want to sort of like wow people, it's like that wow moment, like like in Harry Potter, right? Like uh, spoilers for whoever hasn't seen the first episode, uh, the first <laughs> Harry Potter movie. Like they don't show you. Oh my, oh my, they. It has been more than 20 years, people. <laughs> it has been more than 20 years. but And because of that, I'm also starting to forget some of the part, but I'm going to get to the main part where it's like the the idea that there is magic and Harry being a magical person. Like when Dudley just made, when the window to the oh, snake. Yeah. yeah, the, the Burmese Python. Uh, yeah, the Burmese Python, right? That was like a slight ease into the whole magic system. They don't start with like, I fling fireballs and there are all these spells and oh, by the way, there's a dark lord. You don't start off like that. You want to ease your players, your, your, your audience into it, right? Because if you just blow them up like this, it's like some people might even might not even remember it. Like I, sh- I sure shit won't remember. Like, what the- I'm going to go on a tangent like- and just say one thing. <laughs> if there's a spell that like, you know, removes uh, glasses in the world of Harry Potter, I don't see that ever being used again in the whole series. There are situations where a glass box is what separates the, the protagonist from running away from the villains. And, and that spell is never used again by super so-called events wizards. But I get the idea. It's more because like the, the glass disappearing type of magic is more familiar to us as viewers, not to, mm-hmm. not in the terms of like, when we actually think, because uh, like, we have learned the Harry Potter magic system by this point, right? We know how the magic in that world works. Mm-hmm. And if we think with that logic, it mm-hmm. doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But, but at that moment, it actually helps uh, the viewer who have no idea of what Harry Potter magic world is 
mm-hmm. ease into it because this is the magic trick that we would have seen as kids. You know, mm-hmm. oh, the glass bottle has disappeared. The person who have put into this box has disappeared. We know how magic mm-hmm. works in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. So, the equivalent of a cyberpunk world, what would it be? Ah, uh, what would it be? Okay, like for example. I'm gonna ex- put an example from the one shot, like language ships, for example, because mm-hmm. Night City is a pretty multi. Uh, it's a mo- it's a melting pot of like different. It's multi ethnic, right? So you might see like Asian, you might see like Asian people, you might see Hispanic people. Yeah, my see... character is a Burmese guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and the idea is that, and the idea they they implement is that not everybody can speak English, mm-hmm. because when the government broke down, there is no more mandatory, like, basic education. So English as a language hasn't been, like, enforced, right? Obviously, there are some people that will speak English. Okay, it's, it's, it's the U.S., right? Amer- mm-hmm. English is a, a dominant language, for sure. Some other cultures, they won't probably speak English. Mm-hmm. That's why there's something called street slang in, uh, mm-hmm. in cyberpunk, where it's this mishmash of sort of, like, uh, different languages where mm-hmm. it's a sort of like a universal sort of like day-to-day bartering mm-hmm. trading sort of language that you can use between a- anybody, right? That being said, I, I make sure that one of the neighbors that got attacked mm-hmm. was uh, speaking Cantonese and then one mm-hmm. of the, the one of the NPCs is listening and he's he's like responding, right? He's not speaking like in in, in Cantonese, but I made it sure that there's there's something glowing at the back of his neck, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say like you as your character would know that is a language chip that's mm-hmm. like kind of like mm-hmm. beeping up and down. By the looks of the model, it's a very rudimentary model, mm-hmm. but that would explain why the doctor is kind of like going this this. Okay, you know, okay, like this, like because, this. Because this is also very familiar to us in the real world where we basically use Google Translate in our phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's not yeah. the perfect system. It's not the perfect system, but it helps us understand what the situation is at mm. least. Yes, mm-hmm. at least. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's that's the idea that I was going for. And granted, like the way I'm saying this, it, mm. uh, the way I'm saying this, it works maybe in a tabletop because in tabletop you need to exposit some. You mm-hmm. know, you need to exposit a little bit more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe in the film it's a little uh, too on the nose. So you might want to rethink how you want to like you know, restructure this to relay this information without it sounding like, oh, I am the guy, I am telling you, this is what this does, you know what I mean? But but, but anyways, film, film aside, yeah. I would love to have a topic on that as well, like exposition and narration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not just for tabletop, but like writing and creating stories in general, uh, general because we have like rules like show, don't tell, but sometimes you really need to tell stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and show don't tell is not a rule, it's a guideline. It's a guideline, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so like helping players have the incentive to learn exposition, uh, uh, those kind of things. I, I really would love to have another topic. Uh, we can talk, we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, but it's very important, as you said, uh, for tabletop RPG games to translate something that is that the players will be familiar in real life, especially if he's a beginner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're beginners, translate something that is real life and ease them into it and starting small. I think that is a main topic. Like we a main topic, yes. We tend to be as game uh, game developers and game designers, artists, et cetera, et cetera, everybody coming down to the table as game masters or players, we have the tendency to dream big because, hey, we're talking about cyberpunk, right? Overconsumption mm-hmm. is a theme, so we should talk about that. <laughs> uh, so overconsume the media by like oh what would be you know what would be cool a huge corporate government that is going to crack down on you like we don't know what corporate governments are powerful in real life yeah we don't, you, we don't mm-hmm. necessarily see it that much right so instead of starting from there like you did like uh uh an apartment block is getting um getting getting blown up we don't know the reasons yet but it's very l- literal to us. We know yes. what it's like to mm-hmm. to not have actually control over our homes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, uh, and I, I, yeah, and I made sure you guys get accustomed to your neighbors because yeah, a day in the life, a day in the life, another tool, really good, a day in the life, another tool. Yeah, if you really like your na- if you really like your neighbors and the environment you're going in, it makes mm-hmm. more sense why like oh mm-hmm. someone's coming to blow it up. It's like yo, what the fuck, you know? 
would you would you like elaborate what a day in the life means in terms of like a like a storytelling mechanic uh for uh, RPGs? Day in the life. Day in the life is sort of like uh getting again, it's the same thing as like getting the player accustomed to the mm-hmm. setting, but at a small scale, but hopefully a small scale, so that mm-hmm. you don't overblow them with like the big sort of like uh, uh big themes and the big machineries, but something small like you walk out and you witness this one uh uh this one biker looking guy with glowing with a big mohawk glowing a salmon pink that's just like going on and off you know something as simple as that will be like mm-hmm. oh why is his hair glowing like that like like faintly glowing like that is that even mm-hmm. possible what is that mm-hmm. you know you can you know that the player would be like wait what is that like how how do you maybe some players will be like wait how did you get your hair to glow up like you know mm-hmm. like like that right because n- not that i not that i know that your hair can like glow on its own in like like dim light <laughs> in real life right you can dye it <laughs> yeah you yeah. know but but to have it like actually glow it's like huh mm-hmm. you know that would be mm-hmm. like a, a new thing you know and you can yeah. ask like maybe you can ask like either the me or in character you're like oh that's a nice hair like and they're like yeah sweet man i got like this new hair tech, the twenty new tech Mark Three, it's so cool, you know. And then you can get like basic just expository from there because he's mm. so excited that he finally someone noticed his hair. He spent so long, to, <laughs> and you can you can he also get so the much guy eddies to, on this. He spent yeah, so much eddies on this. He spent yeah. so much time like styling his hair, and now you know that okay, this guy really takes care of his hair, you know. <laughs> That that's like sort of a day in the life. Like you're literally yeah. your neighbor. You found something about your neighbor. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, that's really a that's really a day in the life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like we're we're talking about multi ethnicity in the world of like cyberpunk, not not just like Night City alone. Uh, I, I've read a bit of cyberpunk, read uh, more in terms of like the world, the overworld in general, and uh, like there are uh, other continents that are still you know working well. Like in like like in D and D, we have the Sword Coast in in most of our adventure modules, and we focus more on water deep. Even not even like never winter is never really discussed in some of the games mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. found so far. So, um, so Cyberpunk itself is also very similar to like that. Like Night City is the the main topic of discussion where mm-hmm. the rest of the city world does exist. Um, one thing that really, really fascinates me because I'm also an Asian, uh, I'm a Southeast Asian, uh, well, both of us are Southeast Asian, we're Burmese people. <laughs> so we, one of the things like in Southeast Asia and the Asia region of uh, the topic, the, the, like the continent actually went into a commercial boom in, uh, in like before the time of the red, which is uh. what, we're, what we're playing in. And like, it's, it's basically a very interesting setting in terms of like, what would it be different uh to night city right and mm. and as a as a game master because you're you're the one who's uh, leading the charge for cyberpunk red in our group right now i want to ask like if you get to run a game not in night city but in a different region Jesus. which region would you want to go first well second, i guess okay uh-huh. go, uh, go first, ahead first is which region you want to go second what kind of personal touches you will make as a game master Damn. Oh shit. Okay. Oh boy. That's um that's interesting. I probably picked my own like country to start with. Uh Namar <laughs> in, yeah. in 2045. 2045. Assuming that the electricity is stable enough to compensate <laughs> for all the neon. You know, that's, that's One can only dream, thing. right? That's only the first thing. Like uh <laughs> electricity is a fucking huge commodity that people have to trade blood for or something. <laughs> Yes, you know what? That that's even cooler because I already because in my head I was just like, oh, okay, the the energy crisis is sorted out. You know, the energy mm-hmm. crisis is already sorted out. But now that you now men- mentioned it, it's like, damn, you gotta pay like exorbitant amount just to get electricity. That's even more disparaging. <laughs> the more I think about it, yeah, um, that, that, yeah, that and, will be so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I guess like because uh, Myanmar is such a Buddhist country. Mm-hmm. And I I like the idea that the authoritarian like regime is like very pro Buddhism, cyber oh, Buddhist, yeah. <laughs> cyber Buddhist, you know. Uh, <laughs> actually, we you know, Overwatch. We basically have Overwatch in the in that moment, like the the the, the robotic monks and everything. <laughs> yeah, 
and just preaching the preaching like Buddha's message, but like, oh, you gotta transhuman the the oh the new the fastest way to get to Nirvana only cost you like what like two hundred lakhs, and you will reach Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> your, your brain is implemented with chips that allows you to shut off uh, your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, like, and you know what? You know what? I can, I can even give a little freebie right now. Do you want? Do you wish? Do you wish to meditate yourself into the land beyond to have peace and and stability within your heart? Only two thousand eddies, and you will be able to turn off your mind. For fifteen minutes. Oh my Ascend, god! Yeah. Descend into Nirvana, my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- those are like those are like those ads that will occasionally pop up, you know. And uh, you like you know those like uh you know those wandering you know those wandering like sermon machine not not sermon machines like with the loudspeakers they'll like play the the yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah. Imagine uh, that, but like. Uh, Big, context, like context in Myanmar, uh, it is very usual for you to wake up in the morning to listen to like loud um, announcements of religious activities, like uh, yeah. uh, asking for donations, kind of asking for alms, or, or not just that, like basically making announcement of what the community is doing today, whether you like it or not. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so just saying that that's what we refer by, like the loud announcements in the morning <laughs> yeah. yeah those those loud announcements asking for donations but just double fight just like amplify to like just crank it up to 11 and like with so much bling that will make it very appealing to like oh do you want to actually like you 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 they, they will make it so like i don't know they're, they're dressed they're dressed up very nicely and then they have the coolest cars and then maybe rather than asking for donations they're just like telling you how cool like their sect of buddhism is and they're just like you know what i mean oh dude okay uh, um, we 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 did talk about not going to politics or religion but like a sectified buddhism uh cyberpunk memoir would be really cool because the factions Mm -hmm. are actually like very much driven by no longer the religion itself but more by their beliefs and cults of like uh, the because like memoir is indeed a very uh cyberpunk displays a lot of like what are today's fears and crank it up to 11 right like this yeah, is why yeah. in america sure, it's sure. about overconsumption and capitalism un- uncontrolled capitalism mm-hmm. if we take it into in more it's like no electricity <laughs> and 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 so many people blaring uh, uh like uh these like different types of Buddhist sex into your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, so this this can definitely happen. This can definitely can be def- the Black Mirror yeah. episode of our cyberpunk world. Yeah, you can have like guy. You can have like the OG monks who are like, they they believe like like this shortcut is an insult to like mm-hmm. the, the 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 true way to reach enlightenment with the whole like reborn. Or they might even see like you end the cycle of reborn like like reincarnation because now you can live practically almost forever or mm-hmm. you your consciousness will exist in a cybernetic body or as an ai yeah. that's yeah. like how the hell is that like natural you know like mm-hmm. uh, maybe a lot mm-hmm. of people will be outraged how is that normal you know the the, the you're, you're you're breaking the whole like uh I, I don't know what we call the cycle of reincarnation in uh burmese specifically uh, but it, you, it, you get what i mean right? th- it's called th- sansara uh, if you want to google this but like thandara, uh, yeah Maybe some people will be like, hey, that's cool. You know, we wait, don't like, have you to. Know what? Re- With the rise of virtual reality, a simulation of Nirvana, because Nirvana is basically a void. Uh, there's nothing that actually exists, but the, somebody is selling a simulation of Nirvana for your, your soul. <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh, that would be, be, re- be really cool. Of course, that'll granted. That would be ridiculously cool. Mm-hmm, that would be really cool. Of course, granted. I Granted. Um, there are more to it than just the religion part. Of course, there's of course. always the like. There's we have always the social a- stuff. We have the electricity stuff. Just waiting to be explored a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like of course. So it's not. So I don't want everyone to think that it's just about religion. It's not. Yeah. It's just. It's a, not. It's it's a it's a chunk of it, but it's not mm-hmm. all of it. There are a lot of different things that we can explore. Like when it comes to our country, like. <laughs> well, um, but, it, uh, it, it, for me personally, I wouldn't mind if you have uh like 
parking lot issues in that world because that's a big thing anymore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You, and, and people are very protective of their parking spot. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> no, it, it just turns into us like things we we think uh don't take it wrong way. We love our country. We love our country a lot. It's a situation like there, you know, in your family, if you have siblings, you love your brother, but at the same time, yeah. they're they, you just want to slap your brother in the head. Or something. Yeah, yeah, is that true. thing with the uh, is that that's a relationship we have with our country at this moment right now. And oh, that I, is I, true, I, man. And I would say like all these little, all these little fears, all these little things can turn into a cyberpunk setting, right? That is correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> Dude, I, I would love to like if you if you ever consider making a story like that, I wouldn't mind running it. Like I, I would I, like I, to see how net running works in a world where electricity is so scarce that you have to like pay with blood. Yeah, that's that's also an idea that I was just thinking. You have to. I'm I'm thinking maybe a mechanic where you have to bring your own generators. Oh, backpack <laughs> generators! Oh my. <laughs> that's the punks that's the punks those are the punks who are like have cybernetic generators power generators uh, installed on their waist or their backs oh dude think of the visual man that will be the visuals the uh the crazy concept fuck (laughs) thank you for bringing it up now i'm just like now i'm curious now (laughs) oh man that's that's gonna be cool that's gonna be cool i I will love to i will love to see you run it if you want that's Uh, true but yeah. with that, I think our time is running out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like most cyberpunk situations, uh, you know, we are, we're getting into the future more and more. So we'll end our conversation here. Uh, uh, before we do that, I, yeah. before we do that, I have realized that mm-hmm. you, a- you asked for how, what makes a, uh, what makes a, mm-hmm. a high-octane game. And I went off yeah. on a tangent that lasted all the way till here. So I'm going to just... Yep. Bring that back to back the up. end, and how does uh-huh. it? Make, how do we make a big? How do we make uh, games high octane and tension? Uh, tension mm-hmm. filled. Well, first of all, your enemies are competent. Yeah. There's there's no there's no tension if you know that you could kill a ganger in one shot, one round, one shot. Mm-hmm. So the idea mm-hmm. that, as Jack said, like the guy got busted with a shotgun slug, it hurt him, but he's still looking like he's still in the fight. That's already kind of terrifying, and like his their assault rifles, and not not even then. I just need to name like one like who, the company, the the security company they're working for, and like they're all like, fuck. Like my your players could be like, oh no, they have a reputation. Like mm. they, they they're they're really tough dudes, so we have no chance. We need uh, to go. Gr- granted, we are more. Uh, I think. Uh, out of the three players, two of us are very familiar with the name Melotech. Yes, with the name Melotech. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like uh, yeah. So so just grant just like by name dropping, uh, mm. uh, name dropping some like rep some very like infamous sort of like security company or whatever, right? Like Melotech, May Arasaka. Then mm-hmm. more than likely, people will just kind of like. Okay, mm-hmm. we're out of here. No, we're not. We're not fit to. We're not fit to like deal with this net. And my, my, the game mm-hmm. and Cyberpunk as a game is deadly. It yeah. really is. The game like, is designed to have, be very deadly. I, I don't, don't know about enough. Cyberpunk twenty twenty, but I, I think uh, Red is very deadly. Red is deadly. Twenty twenty is even deadlier. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty is even deadlier. They even told you like, oh yeah, just in case. Some, uh, oh yeah, you most likely one of your players is gonna die. So if that's the case, please use some of the pre-made. Uh, characters right here as and make them one of your neighbors which is exactly what i did for tam uh yeah our our, um, our medic who died our medic who died so sad (laughs) it's really sad um but but yeah it it really is just make like your enemies competent i wouldn't Mm -hmm. say scary because i think there's Competent enough is already pretty terrifying. Like knowing, think, like uh, these. Competent guys... and scary are two different things. Because mm-hmm. scary is a mood, but competent is actually a mechanic. Competent is actually a mechanic. Like these guys know what they're doing, yeah. and if you make a mistake, they will capitalize on it and they will mess you up. Big yeah, time. This, is, this is what happened because we were designed to run, and it, again, every every I think, like we said, we talk about that in our episode one. Like character death is from bad decision and bad roles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we made a bad decision. Uh, one of us made a bad decision, mm-hmm. followed by two bad rolls. Mm-hmm. 
and it really and and yeah, yeah, the the two bad rolls is what caused the poor medic to fall off to his death. Yeah. But I would also argue that because you have a high, you because that the thing that led you to this bad decision was a high, it was a high risk, high reward sort of thing. Like, yeah. had you pull it off, yeah, had you pull it off, you would have like, you would have uh breezed like this yeah. next session. But because you failed, that's mm-hmm. the high, that's the high risk part, right? Yeah. So to to say that to say that you didn't try. I mean, like, no, 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 say it's it's better that you attempted it and succeed. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you didn't succeed. Sadly, I, but. I, I will also put in one more to uh, my two cents on this is that um, the the mindset to embrace failure is very important. Because, very important. That is true. Uh, if you want a high octane scene, you cannot be playing as careful characters, like super no. careful characters. You have to take risk to have high octane action. Like, mm-hmm. if John Wick spends six days locked in a house, just typing out research of where the guy is coming, it's not very interesting. We love John Wick because he just goes in there gunslinging and take those mm-hmm. guys down in one night, right? So yeah. it's very similar to that as well in our uh, in when you want to run a high-risk game uh, or play a high-risk game. Because, like, mm-hmm. we discussed about this. Like, we can we could have been careful and just like stay away from the situation mm-hmm. and like not attempt it at all right mm-hmm. but because we attempted it even though we know that we we have like a high chance to fail we have one of the most intense fights and the most intense ending in a TTRPG game because yeah. the ending the ending scene was us face to face like 6 feet away from the guys who the guy with the shotgun shell in his head coming up to blow up our apartment yeah, and honestly, had you had that had that in- encounter uh, went uh, other another way, you wouldn't get that satisfaction of like, oh shit, it, it's him, it's yeah. him. Then the revelation just hits you way harder, right? Yeah, it's like because that's... if everything just went the way it was, you're just like, you're just like, who's this guy? You know, like it, it, mm. it's no, it, there is no uh, relevance. But now that. Yeah. I now that you've you've had this sort of like encounter and you mm. you made it sh- you uh you you witnessed that there is a crack on his head because someone shot a shotgun shell at him and he came back it's like oh no like oh no yeah. <laughs> like it, it came back right like and it it's just it was just way more intense now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I agree. I I I I think that's a, that's a point. Uh, for if you want to run a high octane action, uh, from the DM side, do not be afraid to run your enemies as competent as you like. As competent you know? as possible. Yes. Yeah. Very run true. Them, run them competently. To uh, give your players a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to give your players a challenge, and 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 especially in a, a system like Cyberpunk where it's more deadly. Of course, let your players know that it is a deadly system. You are mm-hmm. very likely to die, and there's nothing wrong with running away. There's you know? nothing wrong with running away. There's yeah. nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing you really need to telegraph and and make clear. Uh, mm-hmm. For the player side, uh, I think we as we discussed, be do not be afraid to get your hands dirty. Do not be afraid to risk failure. Failure is good. The idea is to fail forward. Not to be fail shut forward. down, but fail forward, and that yes. actually makes your story more interesting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if uh, again the example of John Wick, if you just have John Wick be mowing down everybody, it would be very, very boring because John Wick was fun at some point because he got captured. He still made his way out of it, and mm-hmm. and 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 actually he made a very, very bad mistake at the end of uh, end of like uh, his second movie. Where... Yeah, his second movie. Yep. Yeah. So, so these mistakes and these failures are what makes a story unique in your own. So, yep. do not be afraid to embrace it if you want a high octane action story. Mm, that and, is true. And just to wrap up on the cyberpunk as a genre as a whole, we do have a lot more to talk about, like themes and topics. Uh, but for for the game alone, try it. Uh, cyberpunk Red is uh, has been out for a few years now. It's much less crunchier than what Cyberpunk 2020 has been. Uh, 
And I, I do want to I do want to preface that it is a okay. I'm using Five E as sort of an example. It is a mm. little more crunchier than Five E, okay. but True. not as True. crunchy as Pathfinder Second Edition. <laughs> <laughs> not as crunchy as Pathfinder or Call of Cthulhu, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and actually, the system is very much more fluid uh, from what I've experienced uh, in terms of like crunchiness. Yes, but it is indeed a little bit more crunchier than Five E is. Uh, and yeah, it's it's. It's the uh, don't don't be afraid to turn up the dials on the fears that the setting would have. You know, mm -hmm. uh, like we said, cyberpunk is not about just the cybernetic. It's about the attitude. It's about the style. It's about it's style over substance. And um, and Kevin, do you have any less message to people who would like to try a cyberpunk game? Ooh, all I can say is just. Give it a try, and yeah, just give it a try and see what you think. I I, I don't really have much to say other than that, man. You know, I don't have anything cool to say about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, people, you heard it from here. Pick up your guns, pick up your shit, and play cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Pick up your neon mohawks. <laughs> pick up your neon mohawks and those ridiculous '80s like mirror shades. Grab your biggest <laughs> iron and like. And turn of the sink, uh, turn to the techno. Yeah, oh, shit, we didn't even talk about heavy metal. Oh my god, that's a whole other thing to talk about. That's yeah. another. That's another story at this point. <laughs> I'd be interested for heavy metal though. Not gonna lie. Yes, heavy metal as accompaniment for any type of game, not just cyberpunk. Oh, uh, okay. Right. But Cyberpunk itself also has a lot of to do with heavy metal. But that's a whole other topic to discuss. Mm -hmm. And with that, we bid you good night. Uh, I hope uh, we hope you have a lovely game, and love each other. We'll see you again. All right. See ya.